Sports Radio welcomes you to the Lions Den with your hosts Michael Heiger and Louis Bellotta. Ah, uh, yes, everybody, you are listening to the Lions Den here on Impact Sports. Welcome to the show where we talk nonstop Lions football. I'm your host, Michael Hager, and as you can tell, I'm very excited because we have football kicking off in just a couple of days. And as you can hear as well, my co-hosts are very excited too. We've got Louis Bellotta here today. Hello. And Chris Bogus as well. What's up, what's up? How have you guys, how's your offseason been, guys? Pretty good? Yeah, you know, living the adult life now with a job. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. I just want football to start. Uh, Me too. Thursday, we've got our first game. Thursday night, I can't believe it, with uh, the Seahawks and the Packers. But the game that that we all care about comes Monday night, actually. They're in prime time. It's the Lions and the Giants. I'm very excited. Monday night football, week one. Oh, it's going to be awesome. Yes, it will be. And before we get to the preview for week one, we're going to look a little bit back at the preseason, these last four weeks that uh, came and now went, finally they're over, and I wanted to discuss a little bit with you guys. They did finish with a 3-1 record in the preseason. Team looked pretty good overall, but what were your observations from the preseason, starting with you, Lewis? First observation, and I don't know, because I know the whole league complained about this, was the flags. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't know if that was a product of the NFL still or same old Lions, because a lot of the flags... Seems like same old Lions. Sue had a roughing the passer against Jacksonville that that was very characteristic <laughs> of Sue. Chad yeah, it was very characteristic of him, and that's the kind of thing that I'm worried about this team still to this day. Is you know, it's kind of like kids that don't get told what to do when they're at home, and then they go to school and then they misbehave, and you can't change them. I feel like a lot of the Lions players are the same way now. Yeah, and I mean, penalties were one of the big storylines, not just with the Lions, but completely around the league. I read something today that with defensive interference and holding calls, they they quintupled from last preseason. So that tells you a little bit about where the Lions, not just where the Lions are at, but where the entire league is at and where they're looking at these calls. But Chris, I'm interested to know from you, from watching the games, what were so, who were some of the players that really stood out to you out on the field? Players that stood out to me, obviously, coming back, DeAndre Levy on the defense. He just looks fast. He looks like he knows where the ball is at all times. He's a hunter, and I'm really excited to how he's going to look in the regular season. Um, on offense, of course, Golden Tate. I really think that his addition is going to be amazing, and he's really going to free up pretty much everybody else on the offense. Um as far as like what I've noticed in the preseason, something that excites me, not excites me, but makes me feel a little better, injuries. We're so far a pretty um, injury-free team, knock on wood, and uh, hopefully we keep it that way. Oh, yeah. The Kyle Vanoy injury really is not that big of a hit. No, it really isn't. And if you haven't heard yet, we do have breaking news that Kyle Van Noy did just hit short-term IR. It wasn't that much of a surprise. He's eligible to come back, I believe, week six, so... Uh, it's not that too big of a hit. And to be honest, besides the Kyle Van Noy injury, there really wasn't anything else injury wise to worry about. And I believe that's a per, that's a successful preseason. I don't care how many games you win. I don't care 
I don't care how your second and third teamers look out on the field. I care if you come out injury-free, I'm happy with how the preseason went. Health is key. Yes. Yes, it is. Absolutely. There were teams, you look at the Rams, they lost Sam Bradford for the entire year. Teams and seasons can be ruined by the preseason. The Packers lost B.J. Raji. Mm-hmm. Which is a good thing. Yeah, oh, they yeah. were. Very good thing for there us. Were, for the Lions, it's a good thing. Yes. Not too good for Mr. Raji, but uh, if you look at it, I think it's, I don't really care if the Lions went 3-1. and one. I don't care about the record the wins don't matter they don't so i thought the team did look good overall there were a few position battles that i think are it's why the preseason matters is you kind of sort out who's actually going to be able to play on the field and who who's just who's just not going to be able to produce for your team this year and there were some notable cuts from the lions roster including michaela shore second round pick a couple years ago running back not surprised not surprised but i know <laughs> that there was one lewis that you were a little surprised about yeah chris durham i was uh surprised about that i didn't think that uh kevin ogletree deserved a spot over chris durham i think it was a toss-up i mean yeah but g- give me the pros and cons for both because I'm pretty sure that Chris Durham performed a lot better than Kevin Ogletree did last year. Didn't and Chris Durham played with the ones in the preseason. Yeah, but you know, I, I look from actually watching the preseason, I did I did see a little more explosiveness from Ogletree than I did from Durham. Was that against the third string defense though? Uh not necessarily. When he was playing against the Browns, he was going against some first and second teamers, and I liked I, I'll say this right here. I liked what I saw from Ogletree better than what I saw from Durham. And if I was going based on what they did in the preseason, I would have to put Ogletree over Durham. They could have both. They could have had both, but with Jeremy Ross as their primary kick and punt returner, they could only carry so many wide receivers on the team. And I actually think Jeremy Ross could produce a little bit um, as a wideout as well. But he's more specifically kick returns, and that's yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay, okay with that, that too. Well, the Chris Durham thing, just the fact that the chemistry with Matthew Stafford, he knew the offense a little bit better. He had been around the team longer, and the thing you can't teach, height. He's 6'6". Six, six. Kevin yeah. Ogletree is 6'1". Corners and safeties are a lot bigger than Kevin Ogletree. I, I, think, I think the chemistry thing is kind of overblown between Matthew Stafford well, no, and Well, no, yeah, when I watched the game, they're like, oh, roommates. I wasn't ta- I'm not talking about that whole roommate bonding. I'm talking about he was on the team longer. To where he's more comfortable in the spot. Where now, I guess they've had a season under both their belts, and it doesn't really matter. I still thought Chris Durham deserved it over Ogletree, but it's apples and oranges. Well, I think as far as cons go, um, Chris Durham six six. He's on an offense where Calvin Johnson, Eric Ebron, and Joe Fourier are all equally as tall on the field. You don't want that many tall receivers on the on the field. You need more of them short, open field playmaking. They do. They got Reggie country. Bush, Golden Tate. Theoretic. Right, right, right. But what if one of those guys is tired on the bench? You know, you don't want to put Chris Durham in for Joyke Bell. On the, you know, I don't know. Something crazy like that. Chris Durham just doesn't need to be out there. I, it makes sense. Obviously, there were some pros, but he had some silly drops last year, and I think they just want to see what Kevin Ogletree can do out in the slot. All right. Agree in, to disagree yeah, on this in, one. Agree to disagree. Of, in the end, though, I do agree. It's apples and oranges. It's kind of it's kind of not going to make too much of a difference as far as the Lions season goes. It is a fourth, fifth wide receiver, so we'll see where they go from here. But uh, one other one other battle that I thought was kind of interesting was they did go with the kicker Nate Freeze. Yes, I wanted to talk Giorgio about Giorgio Tavecchio. He deserved it. Yes. One that was a solid pick in the seventh round. Mm-hmm. I watched him make a fifty-plus yard field goal against Oakland, and there was room. It's not like he just made it and did the same thing in Buffalo. You know, I'm okay with him having some hiccups this year because he's a rookie and he's a kicker. And hey, you know what? That's what just happened. That happens. 
But, you know, if he ends up becoming a franchise kicker, there's a lot of cool things we can do with his last name. It's <laughs> yeah. Right. I think Come it was on. great that we had a um a gong show at the kicker position because mm-hmm. it, you know it just shows you how much uh, competition there is on the roster and that it came down to you know like the last few games to decide who it was. I don't think it was just a motivationally motivational thing for. I don't know, no, because when I went to the practice at Wayne State, they literally went kick for kick, made each field goal, and neither of them looked like they had a weakness. And the fact that it took them this long to decide that is. You know, there had to have been a little bit of competition and decision to make between the coaches. I Last guess. year we saw a kicker competition in the preseason between uh, David Akers and Harvard Kickalicious Ruglin. <laughs> but um I, I thought this one was a little I thought this one was a little more one sided towards Freeze. They did use the draft pick on him. Yes, he missed one extra point, but if you remember that was actually more like a thirty three, thirty eight yard field goal because of yeah. the new rule they put in for the preseason. The extra points were a little farther back. But I did like if you're using the draft pick on a rookie kicker who didn't miss a kick in college all last season, you have to go with him. Oh yeah. You can't just cut him. No. Not fair. So I think that puts an end to our preseason talk. You can put it to bed. Preseason's over, guys. It's time to get to the regular season, Woo! the time oh, that we've yeah. all been waiting for. And as I mentioned, we are six days away. Monday night, we've got the Lions going against the Giants. Defend the Den. Defend <laughs> the Den. The game will be played at Ford Field. Kick is for 7-10 on ESPN. And I have to admit, what I'm not too worried about this Giants team. I don't think they're going to be that great this year. And I think this is a not only... a Oh, this is a game that the Lions should and will win. Pretty much if they – this is the table setter. Mm-hmm. As, if any. If any game to start a season is a table setter, this one is for the Lions because everyone's going to be hyped up. And if they come out flat and just play like garbage when they played against the Giants at the end of last season. Oh, God. Yeah. If they do that again, there's all hope – Jim Caldwell better have tricks in his pocket because mm-hmm. all hope will be lost immediately. Honestly, our roster's more talented, our team's more talented altogether. All we really need is Jim Caldwell to Are hype they us really up that more talented? Other I mean, than other than Golden Tate, and yeah, now we have super depth at tight end. Are they really that more Well, I think our offensive line is at least a few men better than the just Giants because of line. just because of experience, because they have the same Just because of Larry Warford. I th- I think the Lions <laughs> and Giants are actually Two pretty similar teams. I like what they. Uh, I like what I see from both teams on the offensive side of the ball. Uh, they have the court. They each have the quarterbacks: Eli Manning, Matthew Stafford. They've got their receivers: Lions with Calvin and Tate. Giants have got Cruz and Randall, and ton of depth there. Odell Beckham Jr. Odell Beckham see Jr. Can't forget about him. That but, um, I, I believe it's just with this. I think this will be a pretty high-scoring game. If the Lions don't come out of it early from the gate and get the momentum going, they're going to be in a little bit of trouble. And if, if and you better bet that there's going to be Lions fans already calling for Jim Caldwell's head oh, if yeah. they lose this week one game. Oh, definitely. I think um, if you, if the both teams are as evenly matched as uh, you were saying, Heiger, I think it's just going to come down to the O-line and the run game. I just don't think the Giants have a better O-line and run game than the Lions do. And if it turns into an ugly, old-school football game, that's where the Lions will beat them. I would agree with that. Rashad Jennings and Andre Miller, definitely. Who? Andre Miller. Who? He almost won the Heisman <laughs> at running back for Boston College. Oh, Andre uh, Williams? Williams. Yeah. I was like, okay, you're right. Williams, no, apologies. Yeah. It's all but good. Yes. No, we definitely have the better running back system than they do. Our third running back, I would probably run before Rashad Jennings. 
I, wait I, a second. I, Let's go back. <laughs> Let, wait, 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 wait. Let's go back to that. The last podcast we had a little art. We had a little argument about is he worth all the hype? Is Theo Riddick worth all the hype he was getting? From what you saw in the preseason, do you redact a little bit of that? I don't. I still don't believe he's worth the hype. I still think he's a third string running back. I think there's a reason. Oh he, no, I wasn't thinking. Oh yeah, he's going to replace Reggie Bush. But did no, you no. see things that you were like, oh, that's what they were talking about? Well, I was. Yes, I, I was excited about Theo Riddick when they drafted him. He's a guy who produced at Notre Dame in college, and I thought that it was a value pick getting him in the seventh round. But I don't see him making that much of an impact on this team. Maybe catching some passes out of the backfield, but besides that. I don't really see him making too much of an impact this year. Yeah. Yeah, At least I, he didn't look like a, a bum out there in the preseason. No. That's all I was looking for. Cough, cough, Mikel Ashore. Yes. Cough, cough. Cough, cough. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm but not surprised brutal. he's gone, so it doesn't yeah. matter. Let's it, get off of that. It took too long. We took too long on that yeah. guy. The we match, let him on. The matchup oh, I am like actually... like now? Taking too long on someone else? Okay. Yeah, the matchup I am actually kind of interested in uh, seeing coming Monday night is... Uh, the Lions run game versus the Giants run defense. I think that's going to be a pretty interesting matchup. Giants have a pretty stacked defensive line. They've got Jason Pierre-Paul and Matthias Kiwanuka coming off the ends. Colin Jenkins up the middle. It's going to be a pretty. In- it's going to be pretty interesting to see what the Lions do as far as Reggie Bush and Joey Bell. Who gets more carries? Who's going to be? Who's actually going to be starting? I- I'd assume Reggie Bush is going to be starting. Definitely going to start. But I'm interested to see what they're going to be doing, even with Theo Riddick also, how are they going to deviate the carries, who's going to get more catches out of the backfield, because they really do have a lot of depth back there. But the, but the Giants have a pretty decent run defense. I'm down with that. But down they're still going to lose. I still think they're going to lose. You think the Lions the, or the Giants? Oh, the Giants. I'm sorry. Okay. I need okay. to be more yeah, specific. Please, yeah, this. please. Okay. You're scaring me over but here. Anyways, I saw an article that was just posted recently this morning on ESPN that ranked they went a game by game analysis of the t- of the Lions' schedule, and said they were going to go eight and eight. Do you agree with going eight and eight? Uh Chris, I'll let you start. Uh going eight and eight. I think they should go eight and eight at the least. They have a hard schedule, so that's why it's hard to you know back something up higher than eight and eight. You know, I- I'm tempted to say eight and eight because I think with the li- with the talent that the Lions have on the field. They should be winning eight games. Yeah. But the problem is they have zero talent in the secondary. Exactly. And you look at some of these teams the Lions are going to be going against this season. Green Bay, twice. Aaron Rodgers and those receivers, I don't know how you're stopping them. Bears, you've got Jay Cutler and Alshon Jeffrey and Brandon Marshall. I don't know what Darius Slay and Rasheem Mathis are going to be doing against them. I don't think I can trust them. You, you're, you're playing Tom Brady and the Patriots. Yeah, he doesn't have that many targets on the field, but it's Tom Brady. Drew Brees and the Saints, there's another loss just because it's Drew Brees. I'm looking at some of these games, and I think they're definite losses. I think the, I think the earlier part of the schedule where you have the Giants, the Panthers, you're home against Green Bay, and you have the Jets and the Bills and the Vikings. Those first six games, I think you have to win four of them if you want any chance at winning eight. Because after that, you're in a stretch where you've got the Saints, the Falcons, the Patriots, the Bears twice. I don't see them winning eight games. I'd, I'd put them seven and nine tots, but I think they'll go six and ten. I'm going nine and seven. I think nine and seven. They don't. They have a. Uh... They have them losing to Arizona. I don't think they're going to lose to Arizona this year. I think I think that whole division out there is just overhyped behind the the Niners and uh, the Seahawks. Every single season, what is the hype around St. Louis? It's nuts, is it not? Do they always say this is the really? year? This is the year. I always hear this is the year that St. Louis Maybe. is going to get the wild card spot every single year. And every single year they 
They don't do anything. And the same thing with Arizona. They're just pesky teams that lose a bunch of games. Well, yeah. they always call the Cardinals the Lions of the West. That's what I, at least what I hear on the streets. I don't know. But when you have Carson Palmer and no running game, it's kind of tough to. But I think their defense is great. You've got Patrick Peterson, who, in my opinion, is the second best cornerback in the NFL be, behind Richard Sherman. There we go. You've got pretty stacked. You've just got a pretty stacked. They lost Darnell line. Dockett, though. Yeah, and, they uh, did lose Darnell Dockett. They replaced him with John Abraham, though. And their linebacker. Age. He's washed up. You're gonna are you gonna say age for Darnell Dockett, though? I'm just gonna say that he that John Abraham is. What about is washed Tyron up. Matthew? I liked what he did last year. I didn't I didn't knock him. Yeah. That was just one of the things I, about, I, I, yeah. I think Tyron Matthew is another great piece. I, I wish the Lions would have drafted him a couple years ago. Me too. But, but they, that's the Lions couldn't draft him. You yeah. know they could not draft him. But yeah. I'm telling you right now, with your top Two cornerbacks is Darius Slay and Rasheen Mathis on the depth chart. You're not winning more than seven games. You're not. Yep. Because what you about saw plenty of games crew? last year where the Lions' pass defense blew it because they didn't have anyone to defend. For example, AJ Green. What are they going to do against Drew Brees and his million targets that he has? What are they going to do when Aaron Rodgers is actually healthy and he's got a healthy Jordy Nelson and Randall Cobb? People will look back to the Thanksgiving game and be like, oh, well, the Lions beat him on Thanksgiving, but that was with Matt Flynn at quarterback and without a healthy Randall Cobb. So that tells you right there, they weren't 100% the Packers and the Lions were going against an easier opponent and they had their chances last year and they blew it and I think that's what's going to happen again especially I'm looking at week 16 and 17 you have to go at Chicago to Soldier Field at Green Bay at Lambeau the Frozen Tundra you're playing two games that are probably going to be they're December 21st and December 28th outside in Chicago and Green Bay they're not it's going to be nipply it's going to be very nippy but I just don't see them winning, going over 500. I'd love to. I'd love to be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I think any shot at going nine or seven and te- or ten and six are people who look at the talent on the field and not the teams that they're playing. Yep, I think I do. I just think it's a nine and seven. I, and I, I also, but I agree with you what you said earlier. They got to get a lot of those wins before the bye week. Mm-hmm. That's the oh, only yeah. way it's got to go down. They're, since their bye week is near the end of the, week you know, nine. they have a later bye week. Week nine. nine. Yep. I think that's going to be good for them. A little halfway break. Yeah, a little halfway break. And I do, I think they can take more than half of before their bye. I mean, New Orleans, I, I don't think they can beat New Orleans. Oh, man. fun fact, I, I'm going to that game. So really? We'll Are you? some in-depth analysis. Yeah. Really? Go uh, to the can Super- we get you on the field? Oh, no, it's at, it's oh, at. Oh, it's, it's, at, it's at home? Yeah, it's that's at home. That's awesome. Yeah. But do you I'm, think that'll be a factor at all? Do you think Ford Field is a factor in any of the games? You no. know, like the Superdome yeah, yes. is a factor? Yes, no, yes, it's a factor on games like Monday Night Football. It's a factor. On Monday Night Football, it is a factor. I agree. We, I, we witnessed I, that a couple of years ago. Yes. Although the they Bears. did wet the bet against the, the Ravens on Monday Night Football. Uh, yeah, but I'm looking at it. You have your first eight games. I want to break them down. I want to know how many games the Lions must have won by the bot week in Week 9. You've got home against the Giants. Win. At Carolina. Win. Loss. No, I don't think Carolina's going to get off to a fast start. They didn't do it last year. Did they do it last year? Did they start off fast? I'm not a Panther. Me neither, but I, I don't think I don't think they're going to start off fast. I think Cam Newton's going to be a little rusty coming out. That game's going to come down to defense, not offense. Yeah, yeah. it is, and that's why, no, well, that's why they're going to lose, because Carolina has a way better defense. They have a sucky offense now. It says it says I, I mean, no, it's going to come oh, down to a one good running back at D'Angelo Williams. Give me a break. Yes, I would have believed that four years ago, but not now. But yeah. here's where I disagree with you a little bit, Lewis. Is 
I I do I do think it'll be a game of the defenses, but who does who's Cam Newton really going to be throwing to? Ex- Kelvin and Benjamin. like I said earlier, That's what I'm saying. the one it's thing about this de- team is that I'm worried about is the secondary. And the secondary is not going to be having to get too much work done. No, I don't they're see not, how much but better. I think, the, I think the defense will just command. It's going to be one of those games that the Bears has where the defense just no, commands the game. it's going to come down to I think one or two big plays. Command. Whatever offense has the bigger play, whether that be Cam Newton or yeah, Calvin like a, Johnson. a defensive game, and I just think I, it's going to be one of those. It's going to be one of those where the Lions had it, but... SOL, same old Lions. Yeah. I, I think I, that this game it'll be week a very two close game. is a very a, same yes. old Lions game. All right, continue. Week okay, three, so, we'll see. so we'll, we'll see. So we're through two weeks. I had the Lions at 1-1 one one at this point. I have them at 1-1 one one as well. And Chris, you have them at 2-0. Oh. Of course. And then oh. you've got the pack coming in pack for week three in. at home. This is tough. I'll, I'll, I'll just start right out of the gate. Loss. Yeah. I don't... I'm going to go lost. Assuming Aaron Rodgers is healthy, which he probably will be since it'll still be week three, and he doesn't really get injured besides last year, it's a loss. I'll say loss as well. Yeah, I don't think they're going to pull it out. Week four, which I think is a pretty interesting game. You've, you're I, going think this, I would agree. Jets, at the Jets. Okay, here's the thing. I, I completely dislike the Jets because no matter how talented their roster is, they always seem to do decent and prove me wrong. They always go 500. I just don't get it. <laughs> no it what upsets me. Rex Ryan is a good coach. I can admit that, but I just don't see it. And I'm going to, I hope they win, but I'm going to say they lose just because that's the type of game that the Lions will lose against At the, the Jets? Jets. Yes. I actually think that's the type of game that the Jets would lose. So I'm going to mark that down as a win for the <laughs> you Lions. You know what? That's, that's I'm going to mark it down as a win as well. I just think uh, it's, it's, it's not going to be easy. They're not going to blow no. them out, but I think it's a win. I don't think any of these games are going to be easy. All right, Buffalo, I think, blow I, out. I think Buffalo <laughs> will be the week five. If you want to give me a game that's going to be a blowout, Buffalo. That's your lock. One, it's the Jim Schwartz revenge game on top of the fact of Sammy Watkins is not a whole offense, and even if he's healthy by then, it won't matter. I think can Buffalo we, might be one of the worst teams in the league right now. Can I we mark this down. down as the lock of the schedule? The, the Louis Bellata, Chris Bogus. Lock of the Lions schedule. I said this is the lock. In my pick. This I'm is the locking lock. it in. Guess what? I'm locking it into week five. Lions are going to come. Lions are going to come out of there with a victory against the Bills. Give Jim Schwartz the a lowly, lowly Bills. Yeah, there you go, yeah. fans. In case you didn't know that one already, give a Schwartz a what's is. up. All right. So week six, we are traveling to Minnesota. Win. Where the Lions will take on the Vikings. Win. And I'm going to go and shock you guys. You're gonna say loss. No, you're not. I'm going to say a loss. Because they're away. That, that didn't not, shock no, me. No, 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 no. Not because they're away. I picked I pick the Lions to beat the Jets, Jets on the road. It's because I think Minnesota, people are sleeping on this year. I really do. I like Bridgewater a lot. Corderell Patterson, I think it's going to be the breakout player of the year. Do you think, think Bridgewater do you think he's going to start by six, week six? Yeah, I do. I don't think they're going to be. I don't think Matt Castle will be their starter by. But week I think three. that's. I think that's what's going to be their problem is that they're going to want to start Bridgewater that first that Detroit game right at week six. And we'll Cass, get. Gonna we'll tr- get the slim and, pickings of the, the gonna, early Bridgewater. I will be shocked if Bridgewater is not the starter by week four. And when you have AP in your backfield, you have a chance no matter who your quarterback is. If even if it's Matt Castle in there, I still think Corderell Patterson is a beast, and I think you're going to have a real tough time stopping him. Well, hold on. Adrian Peterson broke that one really large run against us last year, but other than that, Nothing. we locked him down. I don't, I don't, I think you're not giving our run defense AP enough is still credit. AP. Nope, I think he'll be locked down again. I think our run defense is. You got to. I don't know. The I feel like the Adrian. P- the only time Adrian Peterson has ever run rampant on the Lions was when they uh, won less than five games. Any season they won less than five games, he got like 200 yards on them. But everywhere else, it was about a 90 yard touchdown kind of game. 
I don't see. I, I I see what you're talking about. Minnesota had a lot of great picks. They're I think they're on. They're trending upwards for sure. I agree with that. But I don't think they'll beat the Lions week six. So this is where we differ a little bit. Where I have them going six and ten. You guys have them going a little more nine and seven. They, this is one of those games where I'm kind of in the loan on there, and I'm a little pessimistic. But then next week, Saints are coming to town. And they're going to lose like 48 to 40 or 48 to 41. That's going to be the type of game. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a shoot. Yeah, I think it's going to be a shootout for sure. But that Saints defense is also very underrated as well. They've got really? Jarrett's Bird and Kenny Vaccaro. I forgot they have You know what? Bird. I forgot yes. they picked Jarrett's Bird up. I forgot. But what, what, who else do they got other than that? What's their D-line like? What's their linebacking They have court? Cameron Jordan. That's I, don't his... think, I don't think they're that impressive. Up the middle. I just think you it's going to be think a shootout. We're gonna be, yeah. I think our offense is going to be way more balanced this year with our Double running back power. I think with the Saints, with Brandon Cook, I think Brandon Cooks is going to have a fantastic year. You've still got Colston there. Kenny Stills. Kenny Stills. Can't forget about him. Anyone Breeze is throwing to is going to have a good year. I mean, and oh, wait, Jimmy we also have not <laughs> mentioned, yes, Jimmy Graham. So I'm marking that down as a loss. And then the last week before the bye week, you're going to Atlanta to play the Falcons. No, no, we're going you're to going London. You're going to London. Oh, yeah, that's true. We, they are going to London. Sunday, October 26th, 9 9.30 Eastern time to play the Atlanta Falcons. So am I gonna, are we, we going to make some omelets and watch this together? I'm down. I'm down. I'll put it down in my calendar. Yeah, let's do it. Omelets and Lions. Yeah, man. We should. That would be fun. But I, think, <laughs> I, I definitely think they'll win. It's a date. They will for sure. I think they're going to head into the bye week with only two two losses. Two I, or three. So you think the Lions will only lose to the Saints and the Packers? Yes. Okay. Um, see, I've all... I don't think Carolina's going to get out to that great of a start. Yeah, and I'm going to, you know. Uh, a flip of a coin. It depends on who wants to suck more that day. And I think they'll beat Minnesota. And Buffalo, we locked that in. So I think they're going to beat Atlanta because Atlanta doesn't have a defense. I think I think they'll be 5-3 and three going into the bye week. And well, I'm if cool they're 5-3, five five and three, three. they're not going to win many more games after that. So Why not? Let's get into that, right? Are we going to get into that? Are we going to go game going, by game the rest of the season? season? We might as well, okay. now that we've got it started. We're halfway there. We'll, we'll speed it up a little bit, though, up there. for you guys. Miami Dolphins. Miami win, Dolphins win. home. Win. win. Okay. At Arizona. They're going to be mad that they lost it last year, and they're going to win. Uh, yeah, they'll win. I th- Carson Palmer, their uh, their guard, can't. he's slipping my name. Uh, I don't know. Carson Palmer gets sacked too much. He's yeah. going to get sacked a lot. They're not going to do well. I know you're talking about. I was reading something up on him today. He's got a bad toe right now. Yeah. They don't know if he's going to start the season. Obviously. I think by week 11, he'll be okay. Or do they have John Skelton as the backup? Yeah. Exactly. Carson Palmer makes. I think that's one quarterback we can agree makes. Probably makes more mistakes than Matt Stafford, right? Yep. And Tony Romo. Yes. I'll actually put the Lions down as a win for that. I would say a win here just for different. See, this Arizona game, they lost because Jim Schwartz was the coach. I just want to point exactly. out I just want to point out to you guys also. I have them with seven wins already. I said that they would only win six or seven. Look at this. So seven, but maybe I'm backtracking a little bit, but let's keep on but going. The schedule now Okay, the it Patriots. They're they're up. not gonna win. They're not the gonna win at New England. They're not gonna That's win at loss. New England. Lost. Why loss. not? Why not? Come on. Let, Chris, let me know. Come, come on, on, guys. You they the just acquired uh, their defense. They got Darrell Revis now. They're, yeah, Calvin's going to be on Revis. Is Island. Darrell Revis that great? He yeah. shut down Calvin Johnson like four years really? ago when they versed the Jets. Did J- you really Johnson just had, ask that? Johnson had like 20 yards the whole game. Darrell no. Revis is still <laughs> one of the top 10 defensive players in yeah. the NFL. Okay, okay. I'm just pulling you guys' legs. And yeah. they've got an excellent run defense. I think 
<laughs> That's a lot. I think as long as Tom Brady's throwing the rock, he's going to. I think as lines. long as I think as long as you're going into Foxborough, you're it's not going to be as a regrettable game as like it would have been in the past. I don't think, mm-hmm. but at the same, they're not going to win. Chicago okay. home against Thanksgiving. Chicago. They're winning. We're winning. I think uh, that would be. I'm going to give it. We're away. sweeping the Bears. That is my final input. No. We well, are sweeping no. the Bears. No. Yes, I say yes. win. We are taking the series with the Bears, hands down. Their defense is nothing. I don't care what you say. Who they got? Oh, they got uh, what's his name from the Vikings? No. Jared Allen. Jared Allen. That's oh, big Jared deal. Allen. He's more than a what's his name. Uh, no, no, he's not. He's, they got he, they got Lamar Houston. He was really Lamar good. Lamar Houston. Okay, from the Raiders. Okay, Matt Stafford I just don't still see it, has guys. nightmares about Jared Allen. Charles Tillman is their best cornerback, line. and he's they got getting Kyle, old. They got Kyle Fuller. Lance Briggs. He's getting old. These guys are all old. Mark Tressman's a great coach. I know. Well, I said they were going to win. I was just talking about their defense. I said they're sorry. This way, I'm getting defensive. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't care about the Bears' defense because I don't think they're that good. I think the Lions have a pretty similar defense to the Bears, but they have Brandon Marshall, Elshon Jeffrey, Matt Forte, Marcellus and if you want me to throw Bennett. him in, Martellus Bennett. Or Martellus Bennett. Not so Marcellus. I so just there alone, you don't have four guys to defend those guys. Matt Forte is going to be catching balls out of the backfield and running wild on the Lions' defense. I'm telling you now, that's a loss. They're going to get swept by the Bears this year. No, they're not. Yes, oh, they are. No. Next week, week 14, I think home against Tampa. I think they're going to lose again. Yep. They lost last year in like a heartbreaking Jim Schwartz loss. That loss, can we reminisce for that a second? Calvin Johnson had the ball in his hand, and it just somehow ended up in somebody else's hands. Yeah, what yeah. was that? I don't know. That was that was just that was like, one of those not... things where I was like, up oh, same no. old line. Was yeah. that the yeah. same one where Chris Durham almost got the third down conversion yeah. and just dropped the ball yes. out of bounds? And well, that was just a whole, they're not making the playoffs. I think Tampa's a sleeper team this year. I think they can make the playoffs. I have it as a loss. You think Tampa can make the playoffs? I think Tampa NFC? can make the playoffs. No way. No. No. Unless you, unless you think Carolina's going to drop like a stone. I think Carolina could drop like a stone. I think that's the very team that could drop like a stone. Yeah. I, I think out of any of the playoff teams from last year, they're the one who could drop like a stone. Because I have no offense. No, that would be the Niners. And we'll get to that later, guys. Okay. Really? Okay. Yeah. Right. Well, the next week. I'm just going to go right now. I'm just going to say right now. I Yeah. I'd say... We beat Tampa, we beat Minnesota. And we, we're going to lose the last two. Well, I've got, okay. probably Same old line. Well, I've got news for you guys. No, we're not losing the last two because we're going to sweep the Bears. I've no, new- we're not sweeping the Bears. They're not sweeping the Bears. The Lions, I- no. They, they can beat Chicago. We we they can the beat Bears Chicago when it's warm I'll, I'll, in I'll, Chicago. I'm going to say something, and you guys are going to disagree with me. They have six divisional games, right? Two yeah. against Minnesota, two against Chicago, two against Green Bay. Lions are coming out of those six games with one win. And that is where the division is lost, right there. Well, yeah, obviously. I think they're going to come away with two because I think they're beating the Bears on Thanksgiving. One of those things. Okay, well, I think they sweep the Bears, split with the Vikings, and split with the Packers. Okay. I just don't don't think, while I'm a young man, they're going to win at Green Bay. And I don't think think they're ever going to win while I'm a young man in Chicago when it's cold. They yeah. can win in Chicago when it's warm. I've seen them do it several times. We did times. it last year. Can we, exactly. Can we talk about, though? That's some brutal scheduling. No, it is. It is. They literally... Back-to-back weeks at Chicago, at Green Bay, week 16 and 17. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? They basically have to have their playoff spot 
secured yeah, by secured. week 14. Yeah, by week 14. We're week 15 when they play the Vikings. Because you're not winning week 16 and 17. I will lock that right now. I agree. So the, the, the two locks well, we have, week 5 is a blowout, and the Lions yes. are going to just trounce <laughs> all over the Bills. Because they're the And Bills. they're going to lose 16-17. Yes, they will. But I wanted to get your guys' opinion real quick. I want to know who you guys think are going to be the who, who's going to be the most valuable player on the Lions' offense, and then also who the most valuable defensive player will be this year. And when I say valuable, I don't mean the best. Who's the most valuable to this team? Chris, you go first. Um, you know, most valuable. I honestly think it's going to be Golden Tate. He's he's going to make the difference on the. He's going to make the most plays, and he's going to free up all everyone else. I think he's going to be what the Lions needed on that side of the ball. I uncharacteristically, just kidding, agree with Chris on the Golden Tate. Thank you, Lewis. I think everybody would say that. I don't think anybody else would pick differently. Well, since I'm not allowed, since I'm going to not go with Golden Tate, since you two just did, I'm going to go with Joey Bell. I think he is Absolutely. very important out of the backfield. I don't, I'm not, I don't trust Reggie Bush too much. He fumbles too much. I think Joey Bell needs to be productive if the Lions are going to win games. You have that two-headed running back punch that's really hard for defenses to plan against. I think Bell will be the most important and valuable player on this offense this year. Yes, I agree with that. Quick question. Will they um, repeat their both of them getting 500 yards, Reggie and Joyke? Yes. yes. And will they do totally. better? Will they do better? I think Joyke will. Will. I don't think Reggie will reach 1,000 yards, though. I think Reg- you think Joyke will reach 1,000 yards? No, I, no, I, don't, I think Joyke, he ran for 650. If you want my predictions... I think Joey Bell, who ran for 650 last year, will run for about 150 more. Yeah, he'll and run think, for about 750, 800. I think Reggie Bush will go like 800. Yeah, I think they'll be pretty similar, a lot closer. Reggie, maybe a little more all purpose yards just based on receiving, even though Bell, you all purpose yards, Bell had over 1,000 yards last year. 547 yards receiving, 650 rushing. Weren't Reggie's the same, though? Didn't they both have over 1,000 yards all-purpose? All oh, well, Reggie Bush had over 1,000 yards on the ground alone. So, Oh, yeah, that's right. All right well, anyways. <laughs> anyways. anyway, Anywho. But he did have 506 yards receiving. That's right. But okay. anyway, most important slash valuable defensive player. Chris, go. It's obviously going to be DeAndre Levy. Undisputed, I think. Obviously. I'm going to shake this up. And not by a talent. Darius Slay? No. Not, not, no. I'm going to say James Ahegdebo. Because. Mm, I like this. Because. I like this. They don't have a defensive leader. And that's the kind of guy he was in Baltimore. And New England. And New England. And I think he's going to be the leader again. And as long as he's healthy, he's going to be the most valuable guy. Okay, this brings us back to our defense real quick. We have no one guarding Jordy Nelson, Elshon Jeffrey, all these guys. What do you guys think about our safeties? You guys just think they suck too? No, or I think you I'm think... not a big Hegdebo fan. What about Glover Quinn? I you... think Glover Quinn didn't do as well as I was hoping he would last season. I think they're. Well, what was he? Pl- I mean, they're I not know. good. They're not bad. I think they're eight and eight safeties. Okay, like yeah. like a t- that's completely would... fair description. They they're eight yes. and eight safeties. Yeah, there you go. I think like the def- like if they they would be on a fifteenth ranked defense. Anyways, I'm kind of going back and forth on two guys right now, but I do think the most important and valuable player on this Lions defense this year is going to be Nick Fairley. Ooh. Now hear me out, because Nick Fairley right now is lost his starting job. He's got it back. In the preseason. Oh, yeah. But he's got it back. Lions have lit a fire under him. They didn't they didn't they they declined his option for next season. They told him you have to do this, 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 and this. And he did it. And he did. 
And then didn't. And then didn't. And then, and then did. did again. <laughs> and so I think Nick Fairley has the potential to be extremely, extremely talented. I and like I think that. he has been. He's shown he's shown spots where we've looked at him as the perfect complement to Ndamukong Sue on the defensive line. Preach. I agree with this 100%. However, when he's not producing, we don't really see much of him at all. And he kind of becomes invisible, and a lot of that is because of his weight problems. He's off the field a lot. He doesn't have great stamina. I would love to see Nick Fairley really take the next step this year, and I think the Lions need him to do that. And in case you guys were wondering, the other guy that I was deciding between was Ziggy Ansah, who I think is also extremely important this year. Yeah, I was just hoping he doesn't sophomore slump. Yeah. That was it. I mean, I think the sophomore slump is just that, a sophomore slump. I don't really believe that there's real truth behind it. I think Ziggy Ansah will be okay. All right, so I think we should talk about one. You guys are getting behind the defense right now, I think. We're getting you behind guys were, the, like, previously no. a few minutes ago, no, were a little upset with the defense. Well, I, well, no, I mean, if we're talking about who we think we is the most We didn't talk about Rasheen Mathis and Darius Slay. Yeah. We didn't mention either <laughs> of those guys. Who are two pivotal people. But pe- between pivot, the three you know of us, I mean. we, yeah. hands down, just we, we just mentioned at least five or six other players on the defense who can get it done. Well, yeah, I mean, we, I we think the front seven is great yeah i think that the back is yeah and so do, but, no okay. Wait, okay wait when i picked james ahegdabo i said that i said i'm not picking this because of talent right i'm picking it because of leadership well right but his talent will come in too do if, I, if he he can't be the most valuable player i on, think he's or, just another lewis delmas and do i think nick Fairley's the most de- talented player on the defensive line no, no. well no if, i'm saying no if lewis delmas was still here would you say he's the most valuable player on our defense no, no you wouldn't so why no would you because say i think ahegdabo is a better leader because Louis Delmas came in as a rookie leader. All he had was the Lions. James Ahegdabo has a Super Bowl ring to prove it. Well, do you think the front seven can back up Darius Slay and Rasheen Mathis? Not consistently. I don't think anybody not, can. Not consistently, no. I, I don't care who your front seven is. If you have Rasheen Mathis and Darius Slay as your top two corners, you're screwed. Unless, okay, unless but, Jim Caldwell can get more out of them than Jim Schwartz could, I'd say, yeah, they can back them up for a quarter or two, and that's Gunther it. Gunther Cunningham yep. did not blitz half as much as Terrell Austin is going to blitz our linebackers. I mean, they get more tired. More fat get... Nick Fairley can. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's a reason they took away Fairley's starting job. He's not in shape, and I still don't think he is in shape. But I think they gave it back to him because they wanted to make the point that we were just lighting a fire under you, and, we, and we're hoping that you're going to be able to produce more. Even if Nick Fairley is just fat and in the way of the run game, don't you? I mean, he can get that done. And then plus the linebackers. I think the being linebackers... Being fat isn't everything about being a defensive player. No, it's not, no. but it works for Sean Rodgers. No. Eh. True. <laughs> true. That's true. true. But he was winded a lot. Anyways, there's one thing that I wanted to get to, though. Go for it. J.J. Watt got his deal today. Yes, he did. He got, big deal. He got a big deal. Bring on the suit. That up. boy's getting paid. Oh, yeah. Big wattage. Six years, $100 million? Yep. The highest paid defensive player now ever. So. 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 Will the Lions re-sign Sue? That's the question now. That is the question. And guess what? I'll, I have the answer for you right now. You have it? Did you talk? I know we're not, not going to know for another nine months, but I know right now. And Damakinsu will be in a different uniform 365 days from today when the NFL is preparing to kick off again. I, yeah, and I would say his, what if what his, if the Lions do well this year? You think matter. he'll still leave? T- you think matter. it's all about the money for him? The second the Lions tabled talks until after the season, nope. it was over. Yep. yep, it was over. Yeah, I agree with that. I was just playing devil's advocate with that. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back. And here's the big thing is, and we said this, I said this the whole time. He's not worth it. But somebody, because that's just how it is, 
It's that way in football now. It's that way in basketball now. It's that way in baseball. Everybody's overpaying for free agents. Mm-hmm. And that's just how that's how everything is being inflated because once one guy gets something, someone's got to get something else, and it's just going to just keep getting steeper Look at and Albert steeper. Yeah, did you guys see exactly. Alex Smith is uh, Alex Smith? Exactly. Uh, he's yeah. not worth extension. all that money. Joe not. Flacco's contract that he got he's after. He's not worth no, all that oh, money. Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton was not worth any of that money. That, that contract was just see, baffled that's, me. That's and why I did anyone say Tony Romo? I, I didn't see. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then we could just swing right back around to Stafford. But we anyways. We could go all day naming off bad contracts. Exactly. So here we go. I think Sue's contract is going to mirror. I don't think it's going to better. It's going to mirror. Would you rather have Nadamikin? Uh, no. no, I'd I'm rather have JJ Watt. No. Yeah, I'll put it. I'll he's put a it... leader. He's a stand-up guy. He doesn't do stupid stuff on the field. I also have the stat to back it up. Mike Valente this morning tweeted a graphic. Since 2012, JJ Watt is first in the NFL in sacks, quarterback hits, knockdowns, tackles for losses, batted passes, and tackles by a defensive end. JJ Watt. Granted, that last does not trans. The last sad does not translate over to Sue. But if you compare the numbers, I bet you Sue is still not ahead of him. Nowhere close. And I'm telling you now, he is now becoming a name more he, than a player. Yeah, I completely agree with you. Fans will cheer Sue every time he gets a sack, but yeah, it, or every time he gets a tackle. But how often does that really occur? You know, like, people will say, oh, well, teams are just planning around him. He's still a force in the front four. Hey, but people are if planning around J.J. Fr- Watt, too, yeah. and that didn't stop if, him. If so you're a force you in the front four, I don't care. I want you to be able to get around it. Yeah. So, I think he, I think he's gone. I could, I think he'll be in the Cowboys next year, actually. Really? I think he's going to be a Jet. Oh, that makes you sense. You think he'll be a Jet? A big name, <laughs> big name, big city. Big city, big hole on defense. Big coach. That likes he lost big a lot name of players. Rex Ryan lost a lot of weight. Be nice. <laughs> but he did. But he just he fits in. He fits in the Jets all too well. So yeah, that's I what I was going to ask you guys where you think he'll go. I think yeah. something like Philadelphia will pay a lot of money to get him too. Nope. I don't know why. Jets. J E T S. Jets. 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 I'm telling you now. I think Sue will demand more than Watt, and he'll get more than Watt because the team will be desperate enough to go and sign Sue. But I like don't think New he'll York be Jets. anywhere near worth what he gets paid. And if the Lions had any brains, and I think and I hope they do, they will not re-sign Sue. Nope. And I'm going out on a whim to saying the first-round pick of the Detroit Lions next year is going to be a defensive tackle. Are you? Yes. Okay. I have no problem agreeing with that. That's, what I, that's where I would go. Because we all know they're not going to pick a cornerback. Hey, no. I was what. I know this is kind of going out on a limb. I was watching Todd Gurley the other day. He would look great in the Lions uniform. Yeah, but isn't he a rookie? Oh, God. oh you no, know what? Can no, we go a, back a little bit? Or right. not, I didn't mean rookie. I meant freshman. Isn't he? I, I, thought I he think was he's a, a retro sophomore. Oh, Maybe. Uh, what, no. We already have too many running backs. Get out of here. Last podcast, I, I messed up. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it right now. I'm going to okay. apologize for saying for that I think Reggie Bush will stay with the Lions. We talked about that. You oh, the that? retirement. When I, yes, when I said he said, I want to remain and a Lion. I completely was wrong. I do not think he'll stay. I didn't really think about it. I thought about it recently, and I was like, you know what? It's the no. NFL. Hey, Nobody you know what? stays. Nobody we all stays. have things that we say and <laughs> we look back at, and we were like, wow, we were wrong. And for this next final segment of the show, though, I want to get your score predictions because next week when we are back on the air on Tuesday, I want to know what your guys' score predictions are because we're probably going to be looking back and saying – Wow, we were real wrong. So, Lewis, I want you to start. Monday night, Lions-Giants, 
Final score. Giants are going to have 17. Lions are going to have 24. 28 to 10. Or no, I'm sorry. 23 to 10 Lions. 23 to 10 Lions. I'm going 34 to 20. Your Detroit football Lions. You think Detroit's going to score that many points? I do. Mm. I think Detroit's going to score that many points a lot of games, and I think they have to do it against the Giants, who I think are one of the weaker defenses they played this year. True. So those are our predictions. We'll be back on the air next week recapping the Lions and Giants on Monday Night Football and previewing Week 2 against the Carolina Panthers. I'm Michael Heiger. I want to thank my co-hosts, Louis Bellata and Chris Bogus. It's been a pleasure. Enjoy your week one, everybody, and go Lions! Go Lions! Peace out!